Welcome to NGA Notable Lectures, a podcast offering a deeper understanding of all things artistic. The Havana-based collective Los Carpinteros, The Carpenters, has created some of the most important work to emerge from Cuba in the past decade. Formed in 1991 by Marco Castillo, Dagoberto Rodriguez, and Alexandra Arrecha, who departed in June 2003, the group adopted its current name in 1994, deciding to renounce the notion of individual authorship and refer back to an older guild tradition of artisans and skilled laborers. Interested in the intersection of art and society, the group merges architecture, design, and sculpture in unexpected and often humorous ways. For Los Carpinteros, drawing has played an integral role as a mock technical draft of a blueprint that suggests not only a process of artistic elaboration, but also a form of architectural or carpentry plans. In this conversation, which took place on February 8, 2011, as part of the Works in Progress series at the National Gallery of Art, Dagoberto Rodriguez discusses the practice and upcoming projects of Los Carpinteros with Michelle Bird. It's my great pleasure to have Dago here today. I'm just sad that Marco couldn't be here as well, um, the other half of Los Carpinteros. Unfortunately, he did not get his visa in time, so... It falls on Dago to explain the work that they've been doing as an artistic team for over 12 years now uh, together. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to do a short introduction, and then Dago is going to walk us through his slides, um, just as if we are visiting his studio and looking at his works. And then we will have a question and answer time. So um, let me just start by saying that it's scripted. I didn't want to forget anything because I'm very (laughs) excited that he's here today. Um, So as I said, the Havana-based collective Los Carpinteros, the Carpenters, has created some of the most important work to emerge from Cuba in the past decade. The original trio consisted of Marco Castillo, Dagoberto Rodriguez, and Alexander Arechia, who left the group in 2003 to pursue a solo career. They began working together as students at the Institute for Superior Arts, also known as ISA, which we probably will refer to uh, frequently. Uh, They began working in 1991. In search of a medium at a time of scarcity in Cuba, much of their early work was made from wood, either found or appropriated from the mansions in the neighborhood surrounding the art school. Their fellow students started calling them the Carpenters, a name they officially adopted in 1994, in a conscious effort to renounce the notion of individual authorship and refer back to an older guild tradition of artisans and skilled laborers. Interested in the intersection between art and society, the group merges architecture, design, and sculpture in unexpected and often humorous ways, which we will see. Uh, They create installations and drawings which negotiate the space between the functional and the non-functional. Central to their work is the idea of transformation, mutation, and metamorphosis, both in terms of the physicality of an object as well as its meaning, interpretation, and function. Their work is featured in the collections of the Guggenheim, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles, and the Tate Modern London. Now I'm going to turn over the program to Dago and let him explain his work. Hi. Uh, Thank you, Michelle, to invite me to this program. And um, thank you, the audience, to come here. My English is very short. So I will make a, try to not to make a complicated ideas. <laughs> and, um, okay, uh, as you say, our work started in, in the in Cuba in the 1991. We met at the school uh, origin in the because 
there was running a program and the school named the other the same. And this program was about interpreting the, idea, the ideas of the other person. No? And it was an exercise of class. So we weren't uh, um, um, interpreting what you think in terms of uh, construction. Um, um, Alexander, Arrechea, and I, we used to work uh, in, in this program. And Marco decided to come to make some documentation of how we were doing. No? Um, that was the the, the 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 first idea, the first um, sculpture came out in this context. Um, the uh, the images that I bring here start in the year 2000 because this this first period of our work is very extensive, and I wanted to make an, a, a short presentation. So, okay, let's do it. This work was created in, in, for the Havana Biennial in 2000. His, um, his name is Transportable City. It's uh, 10 buildings made out of uh, like a tent, but um, and the, they are supposed that you bring it every time you go, no? They, they are based in all the buildings of Havana, no? The factories, the lighthouse, the jail, and the capital. Um, this piece uh, was shown also in, in, in PS1, New York, in, in the Honolulu Museum of Hawaii also. This is the night version. This is another piece we, we did in mostly uh, in 2002. Uh, that, that was for the Sao Paulo Biennale. The idea was to encircle the, the, the building of the, the biennial uh, with these watchtowers, you know, the people, you know, all the perimeter of the, the place. Um, what, what happened with the piece that we, they, we were not allowed to show outside, and we put it inside, and, and the people start climbing, and instead to be a watchtower, they, they become like a tower to be watched, because the people make <laughs> a, a, a performance every time they climb to, to, the, to, to the top. Oh, World of Pharaohs. World of Pharaohs is an idea based in every pharaoh has a different frequency. Lighthouse. Fre pharaoh, lighthouse. lighthouse. Yeah, lighthouse. Mm -hmm. uh, different frequency of lights. And, and it's, 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 sorry, it's an incomplete piece. We couldn't make the lights, and we, we did it for a, a, an, old, an old Russian base in Cuba named Lourdes. <laughs> so in Lourdes, there was supposed to be a base to spy all the communication between the United States and the rest of the world. And, and okay, that is it. Is that where this is? This <laughs> yeah, picture yeah, it's in, the, in this <laughs> Now it's a university. It's a, a science university. <laughs> this is the um, this piece was made for the the Mercosur Biennale. And it's the, again the idea of the city, but trying to come all the buildings in, inside your home, all the exteriority of, of, of the, the world inside your place, is also based in some building of Havana. As you can see here, you have the Russian embassy. And there is, there is a, a, one of the first skyscrapers in, 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 were, were made in Cuba in the 50s, like the Foxa. The Foxa yeah. building. 
I love how you call that an open book. It sits very close to the Malakal and the seawall, and it's the big open building. <laughs> all our work is, is totally inspired. All those work are totally inspired in Havana. Why Havana? Because Havana, Havana is a place that was built not for the, no exactly for the function that they 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 have been using now. So. All the all the, the the buildings that Havana all all those structures have a, at the beginning used to have a different function, no? For example, the 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 all these fancy buildings that have become like uh, favelas and all the pools that Havana have been sorted all the, the, the uh, his original function, which is pleasure. So Havana was a very uh, a city full of pleasure in the in the in the even in the construction in the philosophy of the construction. No? And here, this building is one of the first modernist building that was made there. It's based in in a, in a German architect, uh, and and now it's a, it's a favela. This piece was made for the for the for grass for showing grass, and we we took the idea of all little houses that were building in the in the 70s, um, to um, to put everybody in the same place in very uh, 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 no 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 expensive houses, and to make like a this chaotic neighborhood, no? Because in the sto- in the Soviet style, the block houses. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this piece is a little bit um, old. It's about the myth of uh, Narciso. The, 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 um, all these tables, working tables, are full of water, and you can see your own images reflected on the, on the surface. But this, this will have not, not that much to do with architecture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, the explosion. Um, our work is, is taking uh, 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 account too much the design things. So we try to make some work that they are in the limited between uh, what is uh, real uh, for the use and what is real for meanings only. But um, the first person who bought this uh, sculpture, she was using it uh, <laughs> as, a, as a piece of furniture. <laughs> and we love it, and we love it. <laughs> Uh, this missile wall is a panera. It's a, to put bread inside. Bread it's a bread box. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. All those pools of Havana, uh, Michelle knows very much about it. They are abandoned. And, uh, the pools in Havana is a, it's a taboo because we are not allowed to have it. So It's still illegal. Too. Yeah, it's still illegal. Yeah, so we build we, new pools. We decide to make all... These little pools that they are no maquette because they work. They they have chlor- chloride inside. They have pump. Everything lights. They work uh, as a as a normal pool, but short. And this one, the the idea behind this one is that it can be. It's a pool that everybody can get in very easily. No. So. This one is an sky, a, a aircraft carrier. <laughs> this one is a frozen pool. It's a half a machine that became like a, a ski thing, no fantasy or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
This one is a house. We we did it in in. It's a house submerged. Mm-hmm. It's a it's submerged. You can go from one room to the other swimming, no. <laughs> And this is not fantasy. I mean, people have appropriated pools and made them into homes in Havana. I mean, they'll use, there, there's, a ve- there's a huge housing shortage in Havana. So people will live in those areas. I mean, there's a hotel in a pool, correct? Is that still open? There is a, a house in a pool in the roof of the one building in, in central Havana. Mm-hmm. And there is a guy living there. I, I have been trying to get a good picture of this uh, house, but it's, it's impossible because it's, it, uh, the pool is so big and the house is so short that it's, it's, it's <laughs> impossible. <can> <laughs> impossible. Mm. That was the, the idea of the pool start with something very simple like this, like a, a, a how do you say way, yeah? Like, footprint. like a footprint of something in, a, in the air, uh, full of water, and the, the, this piece was the beginning. A house? Bumping houses. Mm. Oh, this is another another piece we we did in 2008. It's a, a trash chopping cart. I don't. I not not that much to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the estanteria. The the we, we love shelves. Shelf because mm-hmm. the the. In the 70s, the shelf were the, the presentation card of your home. If you go inside some place in Cuba, all the, the obsessions of somebody were uh, showing in, the, in, the, in, in this uh, um, uh, shelf, no? And uh, you can see these shelves are very flexible. They have been submerged at different kind of tension, no? Um, and they are empty. All, all of them that we pro- all of the objects we, we made, they, they are empty. We, we, didn't, we didn't put anything on that, you know, just to the people can imagine, uh, feel with their imagination what they want to put. This pressure was from the, I don't know, from the, <laughs> from the roof. <laughs> oh, this piece we made it for the for the for a, a sculpture a event that happened in a, in the National Museum of Art in Havana, and we decided to put all the bits of the the screws in the in in, in front, of, and the name is Cathedral. It, they are a, a maquette. The original idea is to build something very very high, but mm-hmm. we cannot do that. <laughs> Havana again. It's an obsession. This, the sandals or, or with the map of Havana, we, we made it in a way that can make you a massage on your feet in different <laughs> er, er, places of your feet that you have different... Oh, like reflexology? Yeah, like. reflexology or something like that. that all of them are in different neighborhoods. This one is the, the cemetery of Colón, which is a, a very beautiful cemetery. The explosion... This, this is one of the pieces that we have been doing lately, and this um, is uh, started with a, a wall, like uh, something hit the wall, and everything is froze in one in, in the moment that the explosion is happening. So everything is flying. You know? uh, we wanted to cut, capture this moment like a picture and do it on a culture with this. So every time we made this uh, uh, sculpture, we, we made it different. 
For, like, the, the one I put before was the first that we did it in Prague, Biennale. And this one was for uh, the um, Hayward Gallery in 2008. And it's a whole set of IKEA f uh, f flying. <laughs> <laughs> flying. The idea is of the, the destruction is associated with our countries, but lately the destruction is also being associated with places where it never happens, something like that. So we choose this uh, IKEA shot and, and we destroy it, no? <laughs> It takes us like uh, 40 or 15 days to finish this. Like that. Yeah, it's also the, 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 um, it's a, the, the opposite that we have been doing because we are very focused in, in, in craft things, no? In, in to construct algo, something, sorry. And the, this piece is about constructing the destruction. Deconstructing. Yeah. <laughs> This piece is supposed to be a piece of concrete, but it's break like a glass. It was made for a show in Galeria, Galeria Havana in 2006, and, and it, uh, the show was with only two pieces, this one and one lying house. I don't know if it's the... Uh, yeah, exactly, is, yeah. that one. And I remember sitting in the dark in Galeria Havana, yeah. <laughs> looking at this, no lights. <laughs> Indeed, uh, um, by the time that we did this uh, installation, the Castro was sick. Mm -hmm. It was a, 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 a great coincidence, no? Mm -hmm. Because the piece talk about leadership and lying leadership and still going, no? Or something right. like that. Yeah, this is one of the you know major symbols of Havana, the lighthouse in the in the bay there. It's in our Watson and the shark, um, and there it is fallen down on the ground and the light I, when, I, when I did see it when the light was on and the light just spinning around but the, we, we tried to control the, the, the light system in the way that have the same frequency of the Havana the Havana light the Havana uh -huh. Faro uh -huh. because the, all of them are different mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah as you say uh, uh, the entrance of the bay in Cuba is the, the lighthouse is the symbol of the entrance no? yeah those are like a portable, um, collapsible, uh, tribu uh, how do you say, tribuna, no? Podium. Uh, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Collapsible podiums. Mm -hmm. Here you have the way that they have been constructed. <laughs> the bed. This is, the, the, the body of work that I will show you now is very intimate. This is about, this is no about how politics affect the, our work or, you know, it's, they are not very politized work, but the, um, the, the, those pieces are more, more intimate. <laughs> this one is called La Montaña Rusa. The roller coaster. The roller coaster. The Russian roller coaster. And this one is the uh, not of uh, uh, highways that, you know, mm -hmm. you don't know where you're going, no? <laughs> The grills. This is based in all these uh, um, unknown soldiers' uh, um, monuments. They all we have this uh, uh, shape of uh, stars or something like that, no? Uh, like a, fl a flame uh, coming out of this uh, thing, no? So we, we we wanted to make something for Sundays and using this iconography. Have you 
cooked hamburgers on there? No, it's a, it's a car painted, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the flippers. The flipper is the, is the, the, I think this piece is the first, uh, the, the, a series of piece uh, about the deep, about uh, going deep, about making the wave. And uh, this just came out in, in uh, last year and and probably we will make something like uh, a, a, a biblical scene with the when the Red Sea opens, mm-hmm. probably using these flippers also. So um, this piece is also is 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 about poet, uh, more poetic, no? In in a, in, a, in the sense of the, the the shape of the of the the object we use, no? Spills. We 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 made this collection spill because they are based in the in the in the lamps where they were used for uh, alphabetization in Cuba in the 60s. So all those spills are, are uh, 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 throwing away something uh, from their own materiality, no? This one, those Chinese lamps. They, this is the symbol of alphabetization in Cuba. May, the people learn how, how, learn how to read using this light. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And it was very red. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> the conga. It, it goes in the same in the same direction. We just finished a, 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 a one installation, and now it's showing at Chan Kelly Gallery. And it's, this uh, it's, work in, in the gal- in the show. It's the full band. Mm-hmm. It's the it's a salsa combo that have been melted, totally mm-hmm. melted. No? Like those congas. This is part of, of our um, show uh, in Madrid uh, in, in, in May, in the last May. And in, we wanted to make a line, a line of, uh, of 200 uh, meters, but we, can, we cannot do it. We only can put uh, uh, 60 meters. <laughs> but it's a line with a hole, total hole, uh, traspass all the, all the, the, the suits. This is part of the experiment of the, the suits. Mm-hmm. This one with stars. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is the piece that we did for Indianapolis Army Museum. It's a commission, and and it's a, it's supposed to be the 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 <coughs> the, the frame of the bucket where you put the ball is jumping. It's the one who's describing the the following the, the path of the, the, the game. Um, we, we thought that we cannot uh, use it to, to do something to play, but it, mm-hmm. it's not. It's, you, you, yeah, you we can, can play, play. you can play. <laughs> yeah. mm. Another old building. Uh, now I, I'm going to show you the, all the previous work that we have been made to produce all these sculptures, because all the the the, the sculpture have a, a previous uh, story in, in watercolors. Mm-hmm. Um, the watercolors are very important for us because it's the way that we we communicate each other. No, that's the the, the way we present the the ideas. 
Um, and that started early on at, when at, in the collective. That's how you shared ideas and worked them out on paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes I feel that we have, we keep in the same exercise from the from the beginning, no? Because mm-hmm. uh, as uh, we met at the school, we never have been working alone. So it's a, an extension of the university, no? Mm-hmm. But. We, do, we didn't come from the culture of video, so we were trained like uh, a painters, using uh, a Russian painters, uh, trained painters, uh, in the in old tradition of, of master in, 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 in painting, no? A sculpture is a very difficult, um, watercolor is a very difficult technique, but it's the only we have uh, in hand to, to do our things, no? So this is um, a, a lot of the works you then realize in sculpture form. Some of them don't ever get realized or, as well. So you, yeah, you some know, this of, is your working method. Yeah, uh, some of the, the the some of the drawing, some of the the ideas they are so complicated that we cannot uh, make it in in reality. And some of the the idea only talking only their life is in drawings. Mm-hmm. I also um, read somewhere that you considered these drawings the first exhibition of the works because you present them, you know, in the collabor- to, to your to, to Marco and you stand back and you look at them and you're really the first audience for the work. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So you, there's a sort of self critique there as well. Yeah, when you go yeah, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, it's, it happens like that. This is the pool. This one we never made, did it. <laughs> this is a bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun to <laughs> to make. <Yeah>. That's it. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. So it's it's interesting that you have, as you said, that is remain constant in your work. The using the drawings to, you know. To, to start thinking about the works. And the other thing that I think that really remains constant in your work is the fact that your identity is based in Havana. I mean, you, you work in Madrid now a lot, and you travel the world, but... But we have been living all our life in Havana. We, mm-hmm. we even in Madrid, the team who work for us and the, the people who help us with things and doing things in Madrid, they are from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So we live in a... We are living in a Cuban uh, uh, society outside. <laughs> yeah, You're taking it with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we open it up to questions? I could just keep going on, but I think there's... Let's open it. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Um, open it up to questions or comments. Because we always run out of time. Yes. Yes, yes please. Just a question. Out of curiosity, there were three Mm-hmm. So then there were two of Cardinal So was, was there an adjustment period there? How did that work, the transition between the three? Oh, um, how has going from a trio to a duo, how has that affected the work? Do you want to know how the work? Affects us a lot. We, Alec was a, a very important part of uh, the, the thing. Even I, I, I started doing this with Alex, not with Marco. But, and when Ale left, it was very traumatic for us it was because, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a, 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 we create mostly of the thing together, no? But um, 
I think it, he he goes and he takes his own way. He was very focused in making uh, new media, new things like video, things like that. And we couldn't, we don't wanted to cut him. You know, we, he, he 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 was free to do what he wanted. But it was not that. It was not easy. It was difficult. It was a it was a two decisions. Alec wanted to leave the group. That was one decision. And Marco and I would say, hey, we wanted to keep doing this. Uh, it's, it's, that's what we have now. Mm. And, and actually, Marco was, the, was primarily the painter in the group, and yeah. you and Alex were the sculptors? Yeah. As I told you before, Los it's been like a, an extension of the university. So mm-hmm. at the beginning, we, every one of each of us have a different uh, and a specific role. And those roles have been mistaken. At the beginning, it was an interchange of, of service, mm-hmm. as I call you in some way. And now now works in a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. But the theory of Lo Carpintero is that you never work alone. You Even if you are a, an artist, a lonely artist working in, the, in, in, your, in, the, in, the, in your room, you, know, you didn't work alone. Mm-hmm. You always work with somebody else. This, is, this work needs people. So mm-hmm. you never work, you never are alone. That was our idea, no? Maybe we were a mistake. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, you had a question. Yes, I just was curious about how initially you started, the work started to get confused outside of Cuba. It, it, that what, that what happened. We, it, uh, that what happened. In, we didn't. It was not planned by us. The, the our first show was in Havana in two, 1994, and somebody from uh, Art in General Gallery came to see the Havana Biennale, and they were interested in showing those pieces in in here in in, in Art in General. And that, that show happens in, two, in 1996. And at the same time, another uh, uh, person in Germany wanted to move the, the, this room, or this body, of the first body of work that we did, to Germany, to ha- House of Kulturen del Bel, ha- Casa de las Culturas del Mundo. How, how can I say that? Yeah, it's an institution in Germany that... And, and, this guy moved the whole Biennale to Germany. I don't know. It wasn't. It was was no plan. What was the first Havana Biennial you participated in? In 1994. In 1994, yeah. and so that's where they saw your work. Mm-hmm. We just uh, graduated from the university, mm-hmm. and they invited us to the Biennale mm-hmm. to do the to do something. And 1994 was also the first year that you traveled outside of Cuba. Yeah. That's the first time that I traveled outside of Cuba. That was very traumatic, very, <laughs> very complicated for me, <laughs> for us. Yeah. Artistically or just uh, in both things, yeah. because the the I cannot forget the first time that the airplane opens. It, it was going to a freezer or something. It was it was very <laughs> weird sensation for for me. I mean, the smell of the airport in in Madrid. It's, it, it, it's, there is a certain thing that I cannot explain. It's, it's complicated, no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Are there comments, questions? Yes, Fred Rowe, Junior. Um, as a collective, um, does it get in the way um, the travel restrictions? For example, that Marco wasn't able to, to be here today. Has that been an issue throughout your um, 
career of trying to go to theater, trying to show and kind of go all over the world, and then being restricted by the government. How is that kind of played into your yeah. I just I'll repeat Giselle's question. How has um, being restricted to travel affected the work? And in this case, Marco not being able to be here for the the uh, opening at Chong Kelly Gallery and and past experiences with that as well. Uh, this is not an issue. This is the issue of our career. The the traveling thing. Uh, my, the sensation. If you're Cuban and you go to somewhere uh, place else outside of Cuba, and you show your passport, the automatically, automatically uh, reaction of the costume is pick up the phone. Pick up the phone to call somebody else to, to, to ask what to do with you. So <laughs> this is, the, this is the, the first reaction. So we have, we have been uh, traveling a lot, and we have been... Um, uh, having a lot of troubles with the visa to come here, and even for Cuba, because we need a visa to go back to our country. If you uh, sometimes, if you pass the time that the Cuba give you for to do what you want to do, uh, you need to ask again for a visa. But we now we are very well considered in Cuba, and <laughs> in this point, we we can travel easily, no? But. We have been. We have some travel issues. Yeah. And there's yeah. also been problems where you have not been able to travel at all, and other and the institutions where your exhibitions are have had to execute your works. You've had to, you know. You were saying that for for this exhibition, you were walking around with the computer, skyping Marco, walking around showing him the you know the layout of the exhibition while he was on. Yeah, but the, the first <laughs> show we did at Chan Kelly, we couldn't come to U.S. and it was a, a show made by emails mm-hmm. only. The, I, I didn't see the uh, today. I, I I didn't see the the this piece the the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I, I never see it uh, just by by photos. Mm-hmm. I never touch it. It's a different <laughs> sensation, you know. Oh, well, especially for an artist. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes, Molly, questions? I'm wondering, since your group formed in the university, what kind of access you had um, to historic precedents um, in terms of collaborative entities, and I'm thinking specifically of the Bauhaus and their focus on design and um, collaborative uh, work. Um, Molly would like to know how your university experience and the influences that you had there, and especially the um, collaborative, if you were um, made aware of what was going on, I guess, in, in contemporary art, in, the, in Bauhaus? The, 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 we, we, we had the privilege of the, the people who were uh, teaching at the school, they were also artists. So the guy who was running this program when we uh, started uh, at the school, uh, René Francisco, uh, he got this idea that, uh, peda- how do you say, peda- pedagogy, no? That, like Ped- teaching. Pedagogy. The idea is that teaching is not vertical. He said that teaching is uh, something like this, like being talking, no? So he, like a he, conversation? He, yeah, he moved to the school. He was living with us, he was eating with us, and he was sharing all what he got, only all, all, all the knowledge he got. Uh, and we 
uh, we we learn a lot. We learn that, uh, not only the Bauhaus things, uh, also the Russian avant-garde, we, we, which was very important, very influential in our uh, 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 academic uh, studies. No, and I don't know if I am answering very well your question, but it's also important to um, remember that at that time, that was the special period <coughs> in Cuba. The 90s was when the Soviets pulled subsidies out of Cuba and the island went into a very, very, um, you know, spiritual and economic tailspin. And a lot of the artists who had been very critical of the government had left. And so basically the only people that were left were the teachers and the students. So it was sort of a new day as well. And um, Rene Francisco, I know, is, uh, you know, yeah. Sort of the, the, the father figure and all of that and, and the way that, you know, a lot of the art that has been produced since then is due to a lot of the conversations and the influence that he's had. But um, continuing with the explanation of the school times, is work as a team in, in Cuba in, at the time that we were studying was not a very weird circumstance. Even today, the, the, there is a lot of people that they continue working. So in Cuba in the 80s, we used to have uh, several groups of, of artists that they joined to do uh, the art. So I also read that one of your um, biggest influences was, was old issues of Popular Mechanics. We love Popular <laughs> Mechanics. <laughs> on the island, you can, you know, it's sort of a... But the Popular Mechanics in the 50s was different. Yeah. Uh, the the at the school you find the whole collection of the the fifties uh, popular mechanics you cannot imagine the amount of things to, to build that you can learn there you know mm-hmm. how to build a, a I don't know whatever it's amazing amazing <laughs> amazing so it's one of the biggest influences on your work definitely you yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have time for one or two questions comments. Yeah, I have two. Yes, in the back, and then Martha. How has traveling outside of Cuba affected your work? How, oh. has, Cuba, how has traveling outside of Cuba affected your work? Uh, I know it affects me, but I, I, I can't count. Uh, I can't... Uh, um, how do you say? I, I, sometimes I didn't take... Uh, uh, I didn't realize track. that, that uh, affection, but uh, of course... Uh, I know the work is moving in a different way that I wasn't thinking when, when we were living there. But uh, it's difficult to, you know, to, uh, se dice? to quant- quantify the, mm-hmm. the, the, this influence, no? But choice I of think materials? Op- op- in term- in oper- operational terms, it's, 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 the, it's totally influential to be working in Spain. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a 100% different scenario. Because we can make everything, we have everything in hand. We can. There is no no um, no fantasy. We we can make whatever we want to do. We can do it in our studio. So material is very important. I mean, there's still very very limited material in Havana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you say that you know the day oh. they open a Home Depot in Havana is going to be like, you know, your dream come true, right? Yeah. Uh, in the operational terms, it's, it's, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But we we keep we wanted to keep going back to Havana because Havana is a is a lot of energy for us. You know? mm-hmm. So we choose every time of a year to pass like a two three months in Havana or four months. I don't know 
to do chores to keep uh, being uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, giving uh, art in Cuba because to, to be we 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 have a lot of people who love our work in Cuba and we wanted to to keep showing there. Mm. And and Cubans are just now collecting Cuban art as well. I yeah, mean, that's we, something new. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it was not the case 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Martha, did you get your question answered? Uh, Speak up. Question was, uh, it's so difficult to get materials in Cuba. How do you, how do you get the materials you have in the sculptures? Uh, where do you get them? The the by uh, we have been uh, doing uh, uh, doing art in Cuba, but these are, have been producing outside Cuba. We contract people also, uh, in the last uh, five years. We have been contracting people in Brazil to make all these little pools. With this is impossible to do it in Havana. So we contract people outside. We visit. It's a, it's a different um, connection with the, with your work. What we are experimenting now in Madrid is a, is a, uh, immediately contact with the things that we are doing. Um, we think that we, uh, it's in, this is important also. Mm. So what you choose to make in Havana for the biennials, is, that, is it determined by the materials that are available? Do you, do you have to take that into account? Like the cathedrals that you did uh-huh. that are out front of um, Bellas Artes. I mean, that brick, you know... People make bricks in there. You know, uh, that's did, a very, very yeah, uh, you know, yeah. concrete brick. Those are um, materials that you can get fairly easy, easily in, in Havana. And mm-hmm. So are you limited by? No, now, but in Havana, yes. In Havana, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the piece that we start, the, when I was start my presentation, the Transportable City was produced uh, um, 95% in Los Angeles. All the tubes were, were cut in Los Angeles. All the structures were made there. Mm-hmm. And then we, we finished the seams in Havana. The, the girl who made the seams, she, she, she did a, a great job. Well, I was just going to say that the element of, of censorship, I know that it was very important in the beginning when you started as a collective um, to sort of stay under the wire, and you chose to be very subtle, and you know, there's a lot of humor in your work. And I think I just was wondering how big a part censorship plays today in your art. It plays a big role because um, in Cuba you cannot do art with everything. You cannot touch all the the the, the things. You know, there, there is some some things that you cannot touch in terms of censorship. So. So um, trying to avoid the censorship at the beginning, we, we, we found our way to do, to do the, the, the career that we have been made. But at the beginning, we honestly, we were trying to not to do something controversial mm-hmm. with the government. But this, this the escaping attitude makes us another philosophy of the world, which, right. is, which <laughs> is nice, no? Right. Which is great, no? Mm-hmm. No, nice. Mm-hmm. For us. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys for having me here. <laughs> This has been a National Gallery of Art podcast. 